Did you know 77% of women who wear bladder weakness products experience intimate skin irritation? As if having incontinence wasn't stressful enough. But Tina Intimate Pads have been gynecologist tested and do not cause skin irritation. Gentle on my intimate skin. I need to try Tena Intimate Pads. Visit TenaSample.com for your free sample. Kind to skin protects like Tena. Well, it's the last episode of Fascinated for 2019. Have a fantastic Christmas. Eat that mince pie. Finish that selection box. Break through to the second layer of the biscuits before everybody else does. Get all the good ones. Just enjoy yourself. Have a happy, safe Christmas and the best wishes to you and yours for 2020. Thank you so much for listening. And also thank you if you came to see me live in 2019. You have helped me to eat. If you want to help me to eat in 2020, I've got some dates on sale. They're on my website and they're all set up as Facebook events. The new show is called Alchemy and I'll be touring properly in the autumn, but there are a couple of spring dates up there. But in the meantime, thank you and happy Christmas. Every so often I have a guest on this podcast that is completely out of my league. A guest that brings the show the class, elegance and stature that it so badly needs. And this is the guest to do all of that. She's an American actress based in LA and she has appeared in a ton of sitcoms and movies. That's right, I know people. She is the go-to person for just about anything you could possibly want to know. If you have a question, you can waste time asking the internet or you can just ask her. You'll see what I mean. As always, if you like this show, please remember to give it a good review on iTunes as that really helps other people find us. If you like what you hear and you want to hear more, remember to subscribe wherever you downloaded this and set your notifications to on as this podcast is a regular. Also, if you know somebody that you think might like the show, why not say it to them? In conversation, on Twitter, post it on their Facebook page, ring them in the middle of the night. Here's the music. Hello, you are very welcome to another episode of Fascinated. My guest today is the fabulous Jessica Chatham. If you're very cool and a podcast nut, you will be aware of Jessica for her brilliant comic creation, Ronna Glickman. A cool, chic Jewish mother of one from Marblehead, Massachusetts, who found fame as one half of the duo Ronna and Beverly. Ronna and Beverly is quite simply the greatest podcast that has ever existed. Ronna and Beverly are two Jewish mothers from two different Boston neighborhoods. I am Ronna Glick. And I am Beverly Ginsburg. This is my best friend, Beverly Khan. It was a very long time ago, Khan, and then it was hyphenate. It was Khan. a hyphenate, so it was Khan <clears throat> Ginsburg, and then my, I was born a Schiff. Yeah. And my girls are Frisches. Sure. I have twin girls, huh? Frisches, so I, I've been married several times. It'll always be Khan to me. Okay. Ronna is a chic, affluent mother of an artist, and Beverly is a scatty mother of twin girls. They wrote a book. We are the best-selling co-authors of... We wrote a book. Yeah. It is called You'll Do a Little Better Next Time, A Guide to Marriage. And Remarriage. And Remarriage for Jewish Singles. But it doesn't matter. It's for everybody. It is for everyone. It doesn't matter who Okay. You are. Gay. Straight. A little bit gay. A little bit little bit straight. That's the gay. Gay is a spectrum. You can yeah. fall on the spectrum. It's like the sure. autism spectrum. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But not as depressing. Less depressing. Yeah. Certainly. Sure. I've listened to almost every episode multiple times, with the exception of one. I was a guest on one of them when I was in LA, so listening to that would just be weird. What is it really? It's Quiva. Spell it again. C-A-O-I-M-H-E. I hate everybody. That's what I'm saying. Is it's not it's, stupid? Is what it is. Well, it's no, not it's stupid. We all I'm sorry. It, it is a shame. And I don't mean to insult a whole culture and a whole Celtic tradition but and it's everything not. else. It's, but just 
it makes sense. It That's makes all no anyone's sense asking. Even if it's in another language, at least write it. If it's in written in Russian, right. I say say whatever you want. It's a different alphabet. Yep. But it's the same so we need to alphabet. Our own alphabet. It's okay. the same. Get an alphabet. <laughs> what? If you that's have, what you want to do. You can't do. use ours if you're going to bastardize it and rape the letters <laughs> like that. And for a few years, they dispensed advice at their live book seminars. A couple of weeks ago, Ronna launched a spin-off show called Ask Ronna with co-host Brian Safi from Throwing Shade. In this show, she continues to dispense the solid gold advice which listeners love. We're not experts. We're just brilliant, insightful clairvoyants who we happen to be right most of the time. So take the advice or leave the advice. But whatever you do, don't come knocking on our door and tell us it didn't work out. While Ronna is a comedy character, the advice she gives is solid gold on all Jessica. The night before I recorded this interview, Jessica was a guest at the Throwing Shade show at the London Podcast Festival. During the advice section, a young Russian girl got up and told how she was a lesbian and how she was afraid to tell her parents. Now, you could imagine that something like that would throw the whole show off course or derail the funny, but not in the slightest. Not only was the advice really, really funny and heartwarming, the girl left feeling supported and happy. And when I passed her in the hall, she looked very relieved. But as incredible as Ronna Glickman is, there is more to Jessica than that. She has been in absolutely everything. She has had roles in Weeds, Entourage, Curb Your Enthusiasm, United States of Tara, Two Broke Girls, New Girls, Silicon Valley. At the moment, she is part of the main cast of Big Mouth and she has just finished Abby's on NBC. What you got there, Beth? Dartboard. I bought it for my boys, but uh, five minutes in, they were just throwing darts at each other's faces, laughing and screaming, blood everywhere. I think they might be legitimate psychos. And I might be a terrible mom. I will. In 2017, she starred opposite Matt LeBlanc in his CBS sitcom Man With A Plan and had a recurring role on Veep. On the big screen, she's played Alison Janey's assistant in the movie Spy and played the boobalicious Gina opposite Sandra Bullock and Melissa McCarthy in The Heat. I forgot my curling ring, Smollett! Come on, Gina, get in the car. What the fuck? I got you the rollie so you can roll the bag, so get over here. You're kidding? You bought me a bag for Christmas so that I could carry my own luggage? Gina, come on, let's go. I'm going to get you a dick sucker for Christmas so I don't have to do it no more. Don't get In fact, a script for a movie spin-off centering on Gina and Jamie Dembo's character Beth has been written. I've been in touch with Jessica since we met in LA and I've met her a few times in London. Before we recorded this interview, we spent two hours catching up and then remembered, ah, the podcast. We simply just press record and continued our chat. So if you haven't listened to Ask Ronna yet, get going because it's absolutely hilarious. This is the brilliant Jessica Chaffin. Because you're well used to this because you've, you've done podcasts once or twice before. I guess I have. I yeah. guess you have. Yeah. I'm breaking loads of rules with this podcast because firstly, I don't interview people I know because I think it's awful. <laughs> so, that, I agree with that. I think it's, te- I think it's a really hard it thing to do. It always turns out poorly when you interview people you know. And also you always... But let's not act like we know each other that Yeah, we well. just pretend. Yeah. <laughs> we just no, pretend we do that. actually. We, just, we have a nice friendship. We do have a nice I think, friendship, yeah. I think. But... I think what happens is you know way you know too much about the person and you're like what I know is way more interesting than all the stuff we're talking about right or you can't think of anything to ask because you've already had that conversation so you're like you don't have questions you're just in the middle of conversations with people that you know that's exactly it and also I don't like to talk to comedians 
Ugh. Because they just because they're the worst people in the, the world. They're the worst and people they're on so earth. boring because they're comedians really boring. are only interesting when they're on. Yeah, and that's only if they're really good because a lot of them are not interesting when they're on. Yeah, it's just like I'm gonna I'm gonna save all the good stuff. It's for the like stage. why you don't go see comedy. <laughs> I mean, I don't ever go see comedy. Really? But then when I do see it occasionally, it's funny. Tonight I may go see a show with a friend of mine because she's um, checking this guy out. For work, okay. Um, but I, the thought of going to comedy, I know the worst. And also, but then it, when you go and it's good, you're like, it's life affirming. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I, I was the same. I went to see one of my friends in the comedy store uh, just a couple of nights ago, and I had that thing. I was like, yeah. oh, I can't sit the down dread. for a start. No, I can't, and yeah. I have to be at a place where I can not look. Because I'm just so used to listening to stand up, it's like I, oh, I need. Oh, you mean I, from the wings? You're yeah, used I, I need to, to be mm-hmm. able to just look away yeah. and not be in this. But uh, yeah, I don't know what. But it did is. they win you over? Yeah, Mike Wilmot was on, and he is always is he very just. Good? He's incredible. He's Canadian. Huh. Really good. Here we are talking about comedy. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. That's all I've got. So you're in London uh, at the moment to do the Throwing Shade podcast, which was last night. Yes. Which live podcast? Live podcast, yeah. which was incredible. Did you enjoy it? I loved it. I loved it. I listened to Throne Jade. Yeah. But I don't listen all of the time. It's, it's, I check in and out Who could it. listen to any podcast all of the time? I know, well, I succeeded with Ronit and Beverly. You did, yeah. I really I did. I know you're a big fan of Ronit I was Ron a big fan of Ronit and Beverly. Even I, I would listen to Ronit and Beverly. Go, go. You know, it's funny. Whenever I... I don't listen or watch myself and think that's funny. And then every once in a while, there's one thing that I'll say that I'm like, that it makes me laugh. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that I forgot that I said it where I'm like, oh, that's funny. Like, I didn't know it was, it was coming. And so then I get a genuine laugh, like as though I'm an audience member. And that makes me very happy. Well, uh, Ron and Beverly is the only podcast I think I've listened to everything. I've listened to twice. Well, I haven't listened to, all, I haven't listened to my episode. You because, haven't? No. Oh, you should. Uh, it's it's so really good. Oh, please go listen to it. <laughs> I, I was on the Ronit and Beverly's, uh, the, the, oh, the Facebook, Facebook group. group. And it Are was, they still going? They're still going and they're intense. Oh. They still love Ronit and Beverly. Oh, that's and so nice. A while ago, somebody suggested. Aliza, shout out to Aliza Shane. Yeah, hello. Who still runs Aliza it. Aliza Shane, yeah, she runs it. And to it. her pain in the ass sister, her pain <laughs> in the Tuchis sister, uh, Shira Hirschman Weiss, who will be listening to this too and would be I would be remiss if I didn't make fun of Shira because she's always like why do you make fun of me and so then you have to make fun of people that absolutely like that. that's the yeah. stance they take yeah, yeah. yeah but it's a great it's a compliment and I'm always terrified the fact when that I'm, I'm even acknowledging you Shira <laughs> yes, exactly your that existence Shira I've been talking Shira. about you for 45 seconds now Shira <laughs> get off my back but Elise is the real star. She runs the whole thing. Yeah. I'm, and she I'm, looks terrific, Elise. Re- really, she had, she a, is very she had a whole surgery. Um, something was wrong. I don't know what it was. Um, and I think that led to a lifestyle change. And I saw her a couple of times um, in the last year or so. And she's a lovely girl. But she just looked so great and healthy. And that was nice to see. That's amazing. We love Elisa. This is such boring content. No, so it's far. not. It's excellent have they, content. Have the Irish tuned out yet? <laughs> oh, I heard the she Irish was on, tuned out a long time ago. I heard ago. she was on an all-potato diet. <laughs> yeah. Are you listening now? <laughs> Click on allpotatodiet.com. Now I've got them back. Now yeah, the, back. The, the Irish people, I don't know. The Irish people, they don't like They don't like this podcast. I think this is, this is very UK-based. Can I tell I you something? I drank the soup. I watched, I love that you said it's UK, because yeah. you're forgetting about the Northern Irish. Uh... 
They're UK. They're UK as well. That's, yeah. Those are my people, you know. The Northern Ireland. Sort of. Sort of. You're... I don't know how far back it goes because my mother... So did you ever watch Downton Abbey? No, I okay. haven't. So in the first... I watched like the first two or possibly three seasons. So I'm not part of this fever pitch hype that's going on right now. The movies come out this weekend and people are going Oh, crazy. yeah. It's supposed to be the, the movie that doesn't um, have a plot or something. Oh, I'm sure it's a bunch of like people opening doors and cameos, and <laughs> and apparently Maggie Smith said if they had if they if they followed a timeline, her character would be 115 now, <laughs> um, which I think is so funny. But there's a plot in the first series um, where the daughter runs away with the Irish chauffeur, and my mother always claimed that that's what happened with her either grandmother or great-grandmother, so that she, my mother claimed to be a Townsend, which I think okay. is a Scottish noble family. To be honest, I it's so it's so funny because you know I'm like such an autodidact, like, I shouldn't say autodidact because I have plenty of schooling, but that I'm a tell me a fact and I'm going to like squirrel down into that hole yeah. and, and get that info and then like store it away and remember it. And I, I have always been... Like, so tangentially interested in my mother's family because I'm like, it's all bullet. Like, I'd have to <laughs> dig so far to confirm any of these bullshit facts. They're such, like, third, you know, class steerage stories that were told on the boat from yeah. uh, on the boat from whatever the harbor is in Belfast to what would what would the harbor be in Northern oh, Ireland? I'm trying to think. Yeah, it would be Belfast. Like, where yeah. would they sail from? I not, I bet you. the other side, not Belfast, but the other side. Uh, no, to well, sail I'd to say, America. I'd say it would, it would be Belfast, wouldn't it? Well, I don't. I don't, th- I don't even think there's a port on the other side. Oh really? I could. Well, I, it's I, a fucking, I, I, like, it's I a fucking island. I hope <laughs> I, there's a port. I know there isn't there's, a train. There should be a port. There in, isn't a train between where and where? You can get a train as far as Sligo, but you won't get a train up to Donegal. Is Donegal the top of Ireland? Uh, yeah, that would be up the top. Yeah, okay, be the but top the whole the thing is an island, so yeah. I mean, I know it's a rocky coast, but but, but don't but don't be looking for any sort of so. Let's um, say Belfast. Who knows where they left? Thought them. going into any of this planning. <laughs> Maybe in those days they it's were able logical. to leave from Dublin. I don't know. Maybe they took a train down, but I kind of doubt it. But anyway. It's their bullshit stories, I'm sure. So I was always like, okay, with like one eye, one listening with one eye closed, you know. But it turns out, I guess, because my brother kind of looked into it. And then some cousin wrote a book, which I still haven't read because, again, it's bullshit. I know it's bullshit. The cousin wrote the book. Someone else didn't write the book. Supposedly, the great-grandmother ran away with, with the chauffeur and that they were like fancy. And then those people ran away to Boston. So my people supposedly are Protestants by way of Northern Ireland. My, okay. mother, my mother's maiden name was McDonald. She was Scottish, Scotch-English. And then when I did my 23 Me, I found out that I was, <laughs> of course, 49.9% um, Ashkenazi Jew. And then the other, my father's side, Russian Jews. And then the other side... Um, was whatever the the other forty nine point one percent northern European, and then it, it it does a deeper dive specifically to not just UK but like Ireland and oh wow England and Scotland actually. So maybe they were only there for like a generation. They were like with a dash of Irish thrown in. 
So, do you have any intention of coming to Ireland and like tracing your I would love to. Going, well, my, so my really brother did a little tracing, and there's some kind of a. I'd love. I would. I'd love to go make a claim against somebody. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> be like oh this castle like you're gonna have to give me at least one yeah castle. exactly yeah. yeah I want a timeshare um but <laughs> in Dundalk <laughs> yeah I'd like to see I'd like to see it it would I, I would like to see it in person though yeah yeah I'm not one of those people who's gonna get like a coat of arms over the internet I was in Scotland and I was like, I did. I was very disappointed by the McDonald tartan. I interviewed Tyne Daly recently and oh I didn't God. know what to get her. So I bought her, I bought her a daily coat of arms. And when I gave it to her, I thought, yeah, this is kind of dog shit. Like, yeah, my tartan was too ugly. Like I was like, oh, this is nothing. <laughs> like this is hideous. No, but, there are some really nice tartans. Shop. If there was a good tartan, I would have been like. Oh, or the, the rope on the iron jumper. That's another one. Oh. The, the, the knitting pattern of the iron jumper. They're, they can be specific to. To, to the clans, clans, I think. Oh, yeah. I'll have to have a look at that. Fascinating. Yeah. Fascinating stuff. I'm sure this is why you wanted to talk. That's exactly to what I wanted to yeah. talk about, Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> that and your career. Oh, what career? Career. Well, yeah. your IMDP page is pretty pretty impressive. Is it? It is. I, well, I think if I think if I looked at it, I would be like, they can't get her in anything twice, huh? Just a lot of, a lot of, she's hard once. A lot once. of season ones. A lot, a lot of season, season one. ones. A lot of one-offs and a lot of, a lot of season Ones. Well, you've just come off season one of Abby's. That was great. First day and last season. First day, oh, cancelled. Yeah. It was canceled. great, though. Thank you. I thought you were brilliant in it. I thought I was, too. I thought you were really, really funny. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. I I'll tell you what. I didn't think I was brilliant, but I didn't mind myself. And I thought that was a real, oh, that's a real credit. Yeah, that is important. Like, I wasn't like, uh, normally when I come on st- stage, I'm like, ugh. Oh, here's this. Here yeah, comes, yeah. yeah, here comes this asshole. But this one, I was like, yeah, okay. I did. I did a show in Ireland, and it was live. It was a panel show. Which and one? It was, it was called. Uh, it was called Craig Doyle. Craig Doyle live. Okay. He was the host, and it was. It was I certainly hope so. It, <laughs> <laughs> he was the third cameraman. It would have been he, he'd great. been through a rough time. That's, that's, very, that's a very funny idea. If you name the show for somebody, it's like it's supposed to be the Groyd Farrelly show. Farrelly or Farrelly? Farrelly, yeah. yeah. Uh, Farrelly. Yeah. Say it again. Uh, Garode Farrelly. Garode Farrelly. Farrelly, yeah. Because, um, you know, those Farrelly brothers say Farrelly. Do they? Or I or no, they say That's outrageous. People say Farelli and it's fairly. Because I asked I sat on a plane next to one of them once and I think I asked. Um just on the subject of my name before we move off, can we just yeah. say the Brian Safi. Well, it is Safi. Safi. And he's already got one up on me. He's already got one up on me. Can we talk about how great Brian was last night? How Let's talk about that. He was. Yeah, Brian, he was incredible. They were both I mean, great, but Brian really had a great night. If you haven't seen them live, yeah. you haven't seen it's them. It's a different thing. It's a really different thing. And yeah. he was, he was incredible. He's a terrific stage performer. He loves swanning around the stage. He really does. And also, yeah. he's really good at just stepping right back. And he's, he's a incredibly very generous, generous performer. Incredibly he is, generous. Always. And then, he's one of my favorite people to be on stage with. He's amazing. Because you're in good hands and he's totally engaged and so intelligent and so well-read. And he just, uh, yeah, he's the I best. mean, the, the whole audience was eaten out of the panel of the sound class. Yeah. It was, it was absolutely it's incredible. It's a good feeling. But I would just like to say that he got my name right first time. He certainly did. First but time. it might be because he heard it on the Ron and Beverly podcast. I, I would know. imagine. Yeah. 
but I was, but it, was, it, was it. It, it was impressive. It was very impressive. I know you were very. I saw you. I saw a flush come to your cheek. I did. I clutched my pearls. I at think one point. as a person whose name is always mispronounced, in fact, four times in a row by me, even though I, I think I always get it right on the first try, and then yeah. and then I double, and then I then I second guess myself. Yeah, people they lose their nerve. Yeah. It's like he hasn't mentioned. Is he just being exactly polite? Exactly right. I That's lost exactly. My nerve. You, you got to but the end Brian of your courage. Didn't lose his nerve. <laughs> no, he didn't. He played it right. He, he played it right. He, he was great. Yeah. Um, he was great. It was a great night. Yeah, it was really good. Good and crowd. Did, did you do you enjoy going into that as Rana? Because if you don't know Jessica. Um, yeah. What are you even by the, doing? By the what way, are, why are you even here? By the way, I'm so sorry. Like, I, they just love you. They find you so charming that they're still listening. <laughs> but yeah. uh, Jessica is part of the Ron and Beverly podcast, which I probably talked about in the interest of this. Uh, and Ron <laughs> because Glickman, I haven't recorded yet. Yeah. You haven't recorded. So I will. So much to I do. will talk about so it. So much to the, do. It'll the, probably uh, be Christmas by the time yeah, this comes. Time out. dash. Time dash to the beginning of the podcast. <laughs> um, Ron Glickman is one of the. I think one of the greatest uh, characters, Thank comedy you. characters that is we've ever seen. And I think that if you are a gay man mm. and you have sat down and watched Grace and Frankie, you need to go back to see, see see the real deal. Yeah, don't don't take Lily Tomlin or Jane Fonda. I mean, Come on, who are they? Who the anyway, hell? Anyway, see a woman that puts on a wig who's fifty <laughs> years younger than them and puts on a wig and is much more of a person than the real people that you could. I guess they're probably caricatures of themselves at this point, anyway. But Ron, but Ron is absolutely incredible. Is that and coming is that based from a man who knew Joan Rivers? I take that as an extreme compliment. <laughs> I, yeah, three times. I knew her three times. But I think she was I, kind of a, she was kind of cool, though. I think I told you though that the greatest compliment of my life happened like weeks before Joan Rivers died. She did. She was doing that. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Scott Ackerman was doing a. No, no, she was doing a a web series. Oh yeah, that was like in bed with Joan or something, which was sort of a rip off of that Ruby Wax in but be- in bed with. Yes, um, you know from the nineties, which I loved. Yeah, Ruby I, Wax is incredible because I studied in the UK and just like Ruby Wax was like my favorite. So there's a lot of Ruby Wax in there too. Probably, hopefully, hopefully I picked something up by Osmosis from Ruby Wax, and the Ab Fab gals, of course, they're incredible. Um, but uh, she did an interview show and Scott Ackerman was one of the guests. And Scott Ackerman created this network called Earwolf, which is a podcast network. And he does Comedy Bang Bang and Threesome, uh, Threedom and a bunch of other things. Very talented, lovely guy. And Joan said to him, Rona and Beverly. And he was like, what? And she was like, Rona and Beverly. And he was like, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, they're great. Then she was hysterical hysterical wow and it was just like (gasps) like it's like came out of nowhere but it was like somehow somebody must have just shown it to her and she thought it was funny even just thinking about that makes me like weak in the knees the idea that she had seen it and that's amazing and enjoyed it yeah it is amazing especially when you think that she was probably looking at it going I don't you know well it was an interesting bookend because when we did the Montreal Comedy Festival just for laughs, we were supposed to appear in a gala with her. And this, I say gala, but I think they call them galas. And well, if Ron and Beverly are in it and Joan Rivers, it's a gala. Um, <laughs> would you say a gala? I would, I'd, say, I'd say gala. I would say gala. So, we, so some fool who booked it 
What they do is they have like a big. They're they're these sort of like if you think of like a night at the Albert Hall, when they okay. have those kind of comedy nights or whatever. So each over this course of the festival, they film like ten of them and then they show them as specials essentially, or they sell. They used to sell them on like DVD or on demand or have a deal with HBO, whatever. Um, and so you get booked on a gala, and that is like you're in the upper echelon, so that's exciting. And there's one headliner, and then that it's like that person presents, and then there's however many people. Okay, yeah. So we were booked to be on one with Joan Rivers, and I was, and it was really the reason to go to the festival. Yeah. In addition to, of course, do the show and have people see it, but it was this incredibly exciting, like pinnacle of our career kind of moment. This was before the web series thing, obviously, because she died two weeks later. Um. And, and I was so sad because I was in the process of I had just gotten her assistant's email and was going to send her like a handwritten note and a bottle of champagne and just say like this meant everything, oh, to, wow. you know, kind yeah. of thing. And uh, and then she, of course, dropped dead on the <laughs> plastic surgery table. But um, I mean, look, yeah, she I, went she went the way she wanted to exactly. go. Exactly, and I, I had something um, similar happen because I, you I was also doing dropped this dead on the, <laughs> I also on the table. <laughs> <laughs> also, yeah, just getting everything fixed. I was just in booking this podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was away with some of my friends, and we were we were actually we were in Spain, and uh, we were. They were saying, "Why don't you ask her to do the podcast?" I don't, I don't get why you're not. Like, what are you afraid pushing of? This. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. And I'd always just been, well, I don't ask for something because I'd be, I was still in touch with her, yeah. her assistant. But it just feel like that when you're in that space of going, you know, can we do this thing? Yeah, you know, she was a person will, who wanted this, to do everything. Yeah, the, yeah, this will really help you in the Midlands of Ireland. You yeah, know? <laughs> if, and I did. I had a couple of glasses of wine. And I sent an email just going, "Hey." Is there any chance? And with, before the night was finished, I got an email back on. Absolutely. We'd love to do that. Yeah. Do you want to do it by phone or do you want to wait until she's on tour in the UK, which is in a couple of weeks time? I thought, well, yeah, let's on tour do in the person. UK. Amazing. And then she died beforehand. Oh. And I told this story on a chat show in Ireland thinking it was a good story. And, people were like, and the guy, uh, the guy, one of the guys hosting the show went, uh, yeah, yeah. She was booked to do this show as well, but she died before she could do that as well. I was like, you, you fucking asshole. Was that Craig Doyle? I can't believe, no, it wasn't Craig Doyle. Fucking I Craig, Craig Doyle. Fucking Craig Doyle. <laughs> Why are we talking about Craig Doyle? I don't know. You were you were doing some show called like the Left. Oh, I know what it was. It, it was not being able to watch watch myself. Oh, watch yourself and with it was, Craig Doyle. It was live, but it was terrible. And I used to get texts from my mother after it. Ah. It's like. Oh, you looked well. That's a nice shirt. It was like oh, everything you said. You know. Everything you said was shit. Oh, <laughs> like utter muck. Awful. But that's a nice shirt. Keep the shirt. <laughs> so we were supposed to do this gala, and then, um, <clears throat> excuse me, then the day before they were like, "Oh, there's been a mix-up. You can't be on it anymore." And we were like, "What?" And they were like, "Yeah, there's a there's a mix-up." And I'm like, "What does that mean?" And we didn't really have a booker for Ron and Beth, sorry, a manager. <clears throat> we had like we Ron we had our own managers and agents, but Ron and Beverly was just something we did ourselves. And so there was nobody to say to like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um and actually I think I did ask my agent and she was very tight with those people, but it was like we couldn't get a straight answer. And I was like, I know what happened. Cause also like well, of course. 
some, some finally somebody got around to thinking about it. Like Joan didn't know who was on the bill. And they were like, we got this person. He's a black guy from uh, Chicago. He'll be great. Um, we've got this one. Da, da, da. We've got two girls who play Jewish mothers um, and interview celebrities from uh, Boston. And then and I'm sure she was like, ah, 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 what? And they were like, oh, yeah, we've got Ron and Beverly there. Da, 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 da. And it's like, no, like I do that. Like, yeah. I don't need someone else doing my act on my yeah. on my gala. And by the way, whoever booked us together is a fucking idiot. The yeah, only exactly. way the only way that would have worked is if Joan had personally been like, I love these girls. I want them on. Yeah. And so it was very clear. And also it was like the last minute. So uh, so I always had thought, oh, she watched our stuff and she was just like, fuck them kind of thing. Um and she may have watched our stuff and thought it was great, and also have just been like, "No." Well, when I when I by I the did, way, she was right. What yeah, do you yeah. Mean, I like, mean, if you've seen something before, yeah. I, I remember when in Dublin uh, when we were doing the show, she uh, uh, she asked me if I could not do a specific piece of material about the nativity, and she's like, "I love it. It's so funny." But I do something about that in my closer. I was like. I mean, no problem. That's totally yeah. cool. So I get, I, I, I think so her it, mindset it was, was smart I don't want of her to, see to say no, yeah. but it was like just heartbreaking to hear it. Like to be uh, so, like, oh my God, we're going to be on the bill with Joan Rivers. But from a booking perspective, it was dumb. Yeah. And also that dumb, dumb shit people do where they're like, you're Jewish, she's Jewish, put this all the, the Jewish, Jewish stuff show. together. And you're like, mm, okay. No, like, that, yeah. it doesn't really work that way. No, but that's a very common trope, especially in outside of the U.S. Like, yeah. where there are less Jewish people and not as much diversity. People sort of, like... They get concerned about the conversation in yeah, the dressing room. Is they, it all going to fly if they yeah, don't know or, each other's culture? Or they... Or, or no, they either, like, lump you all together, like, well, oh, you'll put... Like, for instance, our publicist um, in the UK, who is a really good friend of mine, if, if you're ever looking for a UK publicist, her name is Katie Phillips, and she's at KPPR. Um, she's the greatest. But... Uh, she originally was put on our show when we went to Edinburgh because I'm sure they were like, you're Jewish, you'll get their show. Like there, there was a concern that like people wouldn't get it. And it's like, of course people are going to get it. It's like two fucking old, funny, old, funny. two old monsters like shitting on everything. Like what else do British people want to watch? You know? Exactly. That's like all you That's want. the history here. Yeah. Like Mrs. And Martin. Also and also like, oh, these disgusting American people. Ha 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 ha. Yeah. Mrs. Merton, exactly. Abfab, Mrs. Merton, like all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, we love it. And it's panto. Yeah, it is yeah. panto. And the, the, that Rana character, there was an amazing moment last night because what you kind of there do. There were now, so many. There were so many. Last night. <laughs> <laughs> now, I have actually zero sense of how the show went. It was great. Sometimes was, you can feel it. it. I presume, are Throne Shake going to put that out? I hope so. I don't know. I'll have to, I hope they record it. I assume the podcast festival recorded it. So that's a bad assumption. I've done I know. It before where they're like, know, "Oh, are you not recording you that?" Where you're like, "Did somebody not have their phone up?" You're when they're like, "Oh, did you bring your laptop to plug in?" You're like, "You literally have a fucking soundboard right there." Like, could you email a? Fu- How about you offer Any a chance? service where you email a fucking file to people? Um, I hope so. We'll see. It, it was great because there was a uh, there was a, a really poignant one at the end. There was. Where, uh, there were, can, we about, can we talk about that? A Russian, yeah, a Russian uh, girl was gay and she wanted advice from Rana 
yeah. about coming out to her parents living in Moscow, mm. which when you do something like an advice show, I mean, you always, you know, you can be scathing, but every so often one of these crops up. Yeah. I'm sure. Where they're, yes. Well, I think, I think good advice is like equal parts, both of those things. You know what I mean? The answer is always in the way the question is asked, whether it's whether it's in the um, way the letter is worded or whether, you know, you're talking, you're listening to someone live. Um, You uh, for me anyway, I'm always trying to get the heart uh, to the heart of like why they're asking this question and why they're asking it now. Like what's really going on? So even when it's. Somebody last night asked, she was going to New York for her 30th birthday, um, what should she do while she was there? And I think we ended up giving her like very straight middle of the road advice, like, oh, it's New York. You should enjoy it and do these things and like a list of, you know, highlights. But in retrospect, I wanted to say to her, like, well, what the fuck are you asking me for? Like, I mean, I wouldn't say fuck is Rana, but what I would have said well, why did you choose to have your birthday in New York in the first place? Like, let's start where this starts. Yeah, yeah. Why are you going to New <laughs> let's York? Pull some have you been there before? Yes. What did you like about it? Okay. Why did you? Why is it the place you want to go for your thirtieth birthday? Because I like to do this, this, and this, and then that usually leads to. Well, what I want to do is I want to have a nice dinner and I want to do this and that, but. I've invited four of my friends, and so now I have to figure out a way to... You know, it's always like, what's the real problem? No, the real problem is you invited the wrong people on your birthday trip. And so that allows for you to be more scathing when people ask seemingly stupid questions. Like, question... It's not stupid. There is no such thing as a stupid question, but there are Mm, questions... There are sometimes. But there are questions (laughs) that people either already know the answer to... Or are asking for the sake of asking a question, which I have no patience for. Because you're like, you're, there are people <laughs> you just want that a have. Of the song. Well, there are yeah, there are people that have real questions and real problems, or real, are really sort of suffering through something and want to know. And you just want the room to hear you talk. So we yeah. need you to sit down as yeah. fast as okay. possible. So let's dispatch you quickly. And then there's like the Russian girl who's was trembling. That was that um, that moment. I mean, you could hear a pin drop. Yeah, she was so emotional. It was incredible. And she she wanted to know how do I come out to my parents? How do I come out to my parents at the risk of them not loving me anymore? Basically, I mean, she's not how she put it, but that, but that, was, that was that her was, fear yeah. was they're not going to love me anymore. And I think that the ultimate answer was, of course, they probably already know. But you're all kind of playing this, having this charade because and you and I were talking about this a little bit earlier this idea of coming out and I we've talked about this before I think on Ron and Bev but I can't remember like how and when you came out to your parents I don't mean to presume you're gay <laughs> <laughs> how dare you I don't want to presume how dare you <laughs> I don't want to presume you're as interesting as I thought you were um, but that that is that moment of departure of um, I think a lot of the fear sometimes is that you're no longer a child. You're no longer their yeah. child. You're telling them, you're telling them you're not only an adult, which most people tell, uh, sort of telegraph to their parents in various ways, meaning like, I've decided I'm going to go do this. In fact, actually, the thinking about it, the kid who was the panna cotta chef, 
Yes. It was kind of the same issue, which was, yeah. oh, I don't want to tell my parents. I haven't decided what I want to be yet. And so then I get to still live in that liminal space of childhood until I declare myself as an adult. But people that don't struggle with their sexual identity or their gender, you know, association with their families don't. That's that kind of breaking out of your dinosaur egg happens over a course of t- time. Like, yeah, and something so, to, to, yeah, to the where click. you're like, don't, you know, you do, can't ask me where I'm going. I'm going where I want to go because I'm 21 and da da da. Oh, you you're know, going to a gay bar. Like, you're like going that. to a gay bar to meet someone you met online. Yeah, yeah like, or, or, or you're just literally not asking permission. Yeah, exactly. But she was really needing to say to them, I'm not your little girl anymore. I'm a woman. And not only that, I'm declaring myself as like a sexualized creature. And it's yeah. like, that is just like ugh, too much for some people to handle. My coming out story was my mother. Your mother was like, you're gay, aren't you? <laughs> my mother did that for Your about four knew, years. Knew. <laughs> for about four or five she years. Just har- you're gay. She just harassed When are we going to meet your boyfriends? Like, I'm absolutely not. I'm absolutely not. Oh, so she was just like, get over it. <laughs> She's like, I'm right. ready for this. <laughs> like, why Why are you not giving me the nervous breakdown I want to have? <laughs> <laughs> did she have one with a bunny? No, happened? she didn't. Not no, at all. She, she just knew always. She saw a, uh, in my, she was in my bedroom and she saw like a white chocolate bunny rabbit oh my god that my boyfriend had given me for worse? Easter are you a lover of white chocolate no I think it's sweet butter there's it's nothing just, worse than white chocolate I just think it's why do they call it chocolate it's not it's chocolate. not chocolate it's like no. it's like a it's it's like there butter. are people in this world that love white chocolate and I'm not I loved the guy that gave it to me yeah I loved you, him ultimately, you couldn't make a life with a man that would give Absolutely you a white chocolate not. bunny rabbit. Eleven months later, it was like, no. Sorry. So he gave you the gayest bunny around, <laughs> a white chocolate bunny. And she said, and she oh, said, just drop I, it. I said, oh, I got that from, you know, whoever the, the person was. <laughs> Let, let's say Steve. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she went, oh, look, <laughs> we need to have this conversation. <laughs> now that we've brought a white chocolate bunny into this equation, <laughs> it's, this, this, She's so this, funny, it's untenable. Mother. My mother's hilarious. My mother is I want Absolutely. to meet your mother. Now I want to come Hilarious. to Ireland and meet your mother. <laughs> yeah, you She just should. seems like a blast. <laughs> My mother came to a gig that I did in a festival, the first proper big festival I did, and I mentioned my mother and I just had a small, nothing's scathing or anything. And I said, oh, and she's here this evening. And <laughs> did she just stand up and take a... No, she just went, yes. And we had to pay. <laughs> and I was just, oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> Please! <laughs> like, there's nothing you can what say. What's her name? Like, her name is Deirdre. Deirdre. Was she a teacher? No, she was a teaching assistant. Oh. Yeah, until she had surgery uh, because her heart's on the right. What? Yeah, it's a rare thing. You can what? Yes, you can. Her her, her insides are com- are completely reversed. Everything is mirror I think reversed. So yeah. Yeah. Do you know what it's called? There must be Dextro, a uh, dextrocarda. Interesting. I was going to say it must be a Latin a Latin word for flipped over. Yes, and every yeah. so often she goes in to get a chest X-ray for something, and the the person doing it like flips. Is it a problem? No, I I think when she was born, because if said, everything's flipped, then who cares? Yeah, like, I, I, what, I think I think like it's fine. What doesn't connect. I think there's a couple of things that happen that are a bit different about the, the biology. Get, can she ever heartbroken? <laughs> And she's, is she like Deirdre's never had a heart right, broken she, it's not what she does yeah is she, <laughs> imperme- she, is she, is she impermeable to having a heart she broken she is yeah she's imp- I yeah. bet she is yeah they said they told apparently they told my granny that she should be given to the nuns 
So that she should never they have children. They said that about everything in Ireland. What, they thought that's the solution to everything. Well, because everybody was so fucking poor. They were like, do yourself yeah, a favor. Give it to the, the church pay for this. Yeah, that's the way it should work. Do you want a mountain of medical bills or do you want to keep this baby? And when she give had, it to the nuns. <laughs> when, when, when she had me. Um, they said, give them to the nuns. What happened? Oh, I, she, was, she had to go into hospital before she had me and it was a big palava because of this situation. But was it actually... Um, well, like she, she, the actual she, act of giving birth was a trouble. Was it well, they said that it could be potentially problematic, but she uh, felt it wasn't. So she changed hospital and didn't tell them for all of the other kids. <laughs> She's like, yeah, just I mean, what they don't she know. didn't tell them. But also when they took her fucking blood pressure or they or they listened yeah, to they her just, heart. They just they didn't know. Nobody ever spotted. <laughs> so she was OK with giving birth at a hospital that didn't notice her heart yeah, she was, was on like, the wrong side it, of her it, body. It means I get out in three days. <laughs> So she's a hardy woman, Jessica. What? I need to know everything. I need to know everything. I'll I'm coming to her. Ireland the next, time. and I'm bringing and your mother I'm, for a scan. I'm going to be. I'm going to come to Dublin, and I'm going to see. Yeah, she we'll bring her for an MRI, and we'll all Dublin? just have a look. She does. Yeah, we'll all have I want to see the scan, <laughs> and I want to. St- I'm going to bring a stethoscope so I can listen to her heart on the wrong side of her body. <laughs> yeah, she's kind of a miracle. Yeah, she had she had surgery, and they wanted to film it. <laughs> she's. She said, no, you got to say yes to stuff like no, that. No, yeah, I know. That, it was just for the progression of the human race, but she just she just felt she shouldn't be a part of that. <laughs> she wants no hand in it. <laughs> what about your prime minister? Oh, please. He is incredible. Is he? Yeah. But is he good at the job or is he just cute and I mean, stuff? I think so. Everything's... <laughs> is he sort of your Justin Trudeau? That's exactly who he is. Well, then he's, he's an a, Irish a Justin Trudeau. No! <laughs> Is Justin Trudeau bad? He's just a have, you, have you seen the picture of him dancing in the rain at Gay Pride? Um, no, and by the way, I think he'll be a great ex-Prime Minister. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I'm happy for him to do all that yes. stuff. Yes, He would be a great Vice President okay, yeah. like of the United States, where you're like, send him to a car dealership opening and to Gay Pride. And yeah, to, like, yeah. He would have been great. Well, no, I think Leo Varadkar, I think he's good. I think there's, there's How do you say his last name? Varadkar. Varadkar. No, he's yeah. Polish? Uh, no, I think he's, his parents, or I think his father is Pakistani. Oh, I okay. think. Could be completely wrong. Yeah. But yeah, I think he's, I like him. How did they elect a gay person and abortion in the same minute? I know, it was amazing. And we did gay fuck? marriage as well. I sometimes think about this with regard to our Prime Minister, Arthi mm. uh, Shock. Mr. Varadkar, because it feels like every time progress happens, there's a swing back. Yeah. And the swing back is dependent on how big the step forward was. That's what we're experiencing in America post-Obama. I mean, you feel like, it feels like Obama was like a fever dream that happened. Like, it feels like that can't have been a thing that happened. Yeah. And, and it, it, it's astonishing because, like, the, uh, the, the, the whole tan suit thing. He once wore a tan suit. Wasn't that horrific? What's wore, the tan suit thing? Do you remember thing? The, the thing that Obama got in trouble for was he wore a tan suit once and people thought it was awful. Where, where did he wear it to? I don't know. There was a photograph. But it just was not formal enough. And there was an enough. uproar. Yeah. Yeah. That's... Yeah. I mean, by the way, the, just imagining Obama in a tan suit right now, I bet he looks so handsome. He was incredible. I mean, absolutely beautiful man. He's astonishing man. So beautiful. I mean, but I bet he looked great. I bet that's what he really did look great. I think everybody was just mad that I hope he wore sunglasses. He managed to stay like in shape while he was president. But it does age them. It is funny. It does. Yeah, he it did age him. Yeah. Oh, all of them. They come out. like... They come out ruined. So I can't wait to see what this one looks like. Oh no, but Trump, you can't age that. That's already. 
It's the, that's all right. No, the only burns. thing he can do is go grayer. Yeah, which, which you won't do. No, He'll just he's the top dunking his head in like a bottle of. Do you have Tang? Do you know what Tang is? <laughs> yeah, or, or, or orange. Fanta. Orange squash. Fanta. I think he just has a vat of orange squash that he like sticks. His yeah, head he just in puts his head in. Morning, he's, yeah. and he's really happy for with like that. Five minutes. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> We've done politics. <laughs> Barley water. Barley. Um, so what are you uh, at the moment? You finished just you finished on Abby's. I finished um, Abby's, which was very sad that it's over because I had a wonderful time doing that show. I really loved. You, you were on Matt LeBlanc before that as well. I was, yep, and that was great. And I love Matt LeBlanc, who I had done um, episodes with. Um, he's a terrific fella. Very, very funny. Um and so I went from that to Abby's, and we had it was sort of a bar. Took place at an outdoor bar. I'm sure people can it was watch like a it cheers. if they want to. It was yes, it was like Cheers in the sense that it was an ensemble and and mm-hmm. all that. Um, but it was just we did this thing where no one's ever filmed a multicam sitcom outdoors, so we filmed it at Universal Studios on the back lot which is if you've ever taken the Universal Studios tour, they drive you by the street where the Real Housewives, uh, Desperate Housewives set oh, yeah. was, which is just above, up the hill from Jaws, if I can place this geographically for the tourists that are listening. Um, and that's where we shot was on the cul-de-sac of Desperate Housewives. Um, and it was really magical because, as I'm sure you can attest, uh showbiz never feels like showbiz like it does when you're on stage live performing yeah but if you ever shoot something whatever your dream was about what it was going to be like to be a tv star or a movie star or whatever it often just doesn't ever feel like that it just feels like oh we're gonna stand around here and wait for this thing to happen or like we're gonna be in this dark room all day or whatever it is um and you're still excited to be doing the thing but it doesn't feel you don't there isn't an energy to it because what you're doing is you're just kind of like performing for cameras. But when you do a studio sitcom or a multicam, as we call them, you perform in front of a live audience. And this we did in front of a live audience outside where they built the set with like, as you know, risers for the for, or bleachers or whatever for the audience. And so show nights felt like doing Shakespeare in the park. Well, I don't wow. I don't want to. <laughs> it wasn't Shakespeare. It wasn't Shakespeare. But some, doing something in the park that isn't another man that was waiting for you in the bushes. Um, but performing live outside. And so the energy of that was great. And everyone Amazing. on the cast was so nice. And it was it was lovely. I wish we got to do another season. But, you know. But it's on and Easy come, easy go. Easy come. There'll be another one. Yeah. Another bus is just going to yeah, come right just along. sit on this bus stop and wait for another bus. Do you take any responsibility for the career of Ben Platt and Beanie Feldstein? Absolutely. A hundred percent. That's what I, I thought. I feel strongly that both of their success Absolutely. is, is 100 percent uh, a result of them appearing on a very little known podcast called Ron and Beverly. Thank you. Um, I've told people this <laughs> who rave about them. I'm like, sorry. You're sorry. like, oh, I knew them years ago. I knew ago. them years ago. No, but I'm so ben happy. I am so, so happy for both of them. I, they're, I, their talent is their credit, but they're both such lovely, lovely critters. Ben Platt's in London. Do you know that? 
Oh, I think I, I saw s- it on Twitter. I think I, I thought, saw that on Instagram uh, today, and I was like, "Oh, I should message him." So absolutely. we'll see. Maybe I will. Yeah, look, but I don't know if he's performing or if he's promoting that new show. He yeah, has I think or he's something. Yeah, it show. looks good to me. The politician. Yeah, it does. I think yeah, it looks great. I think he's going to be a huge star. I think he's going to owe you a lot. A, he owes a, you even a lot. more. Even more, even more even than more. winning a Tony? Yeah. You think he owes me more than his Tony? <laughs> and neither of you were thanked, thanked I, in the Tony speech, and no. I fell for you. I hope um, I hope there was a harshly worded email, a see, short email. <laughs> I did see him in Dear Evan Hansen and then um, went backstage to say hi to him. And he was so cute. He was like, made everybody else go move away and sit elsewhere and just sit, I just wanted to sit down and like have a hug and like to be like how are you it was so cute he was like how are you and I was like you should talk to these other people he's like I know but I just wanted to like have a little private moment it was very sweet isn't that lovely he's a good boy he is a good boy yeah oh it's been so nice to talk to you oh, I guess we're done I guess we're are we done it's 48 minutes <laughs> uh, yeah we'll, we'll cut out the cut, politics cut 38 minutes out of this yeah. and we'll um, talk about maybe the well um, I do okay we'll talk more when I come to Dublin to meet your mother yeah absolutely can we do if I do come to Dublin can we do a three way interview will you have your mother can we have a troika with your mother we could totally have a troika and with my boots mother. the cat and boots the cat exactly yeah she'd be delighted <laughs> to see you if she's still talking to she's you still, yeah if she's you know she has her moments where she'll just walk away like I can't I just actually can't oh, deal with this boots. she's, she's a great so character. beautiful she's so beautiful I will I will have to I'll sell you to my mother because my mother when I tell if I say like somebody is you don't famous, have to sell anything no 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 no, no I, 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 I do all I have to do is meet your mother it, th- even that even no but that. she'll love me I'm telling you within within 15 seconds she'll love okay. me okay because she she isn't <laughs> she she wouldn't go to see Joan no Rivers. I'm gonna walk when into her house when I did the show house. with Joan Rivers no I'm gonna like, walk no, into it's gonna be her, I'm coming to her home <laughs> to, to her meet home. her okay yeah and I expect her to make me some soda bread or whatever it is these people make out of nothing <laughs> whatever whatever other she, <laughs> dirt you've chosen will you have to a crisp turn sandwich Jessica yeah. <laughs> make me make me a yeah a crisp sandwich um and I'm going to say something both complimentary and slightly insulting within the first uh, <laughs> minute, and then she'll like me immediately. That's exactly, yeah. And okay. I'll be polite to her. Yeah, because yeah. she'll feel... Just the right of deference. She'll feel complimented, but she'll feel, I need to work here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't worry, I can handle Deirdre. No problem. <laughs> okay, we're going to set this up. We're going All to do right. it. Thank you. Thank you. That was the fantastic Jessica Chaffin there and you will find Ask Rana wherever you get your podcasts. And you can connect with her on social media. She is on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook as at Ask Rana. I'm at Garod Farley and you can follow me on Instagram and if you do, I'll show you pictures of my cat boots and it uh, it really is worth the follow. She is an absolute treat. There'll be a new episode soon. Thanks for listening. This podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Free Kids Workshops are back in stores at the Home Depot. On the first Saturday of every month from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m., bring your little ones to a local Home Depot for a hands-on learning experience that kids love. Find more kid-friendly projects and kids' workshop kits at homedepot.com kids. For 25 years, the Home Depot has been building confident future doers with its free kids' workshops. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. Lost by last, U.S. only.